Studies show that the first practice a patient speaks to to get information is most likely the practice that they will go with because it's fast and convenient and they've moved on to something else. Success Confidentials are conversations around elective growth. What drives it and what sustains it? Are you ready to think outside the box and do healthcare differently? You'll learn from our missteps, our successes, and change the way that you think about elective healthcare. So let's have some fun. <laughs> let's dive in. <laughs> <laughs>It's Lauren and Christine bringing you another Success Confidentials. I'm Christine. I spent my career in marketing, advertising, and sales before I jumped into private practice eight years ago. We really pivoted our elective model for growth, and we decided to treat our team like sales, customer service, concierge professionals, and our patients like VIP customers. I'm Lauren. I was in private practice for four years, but my journey started a little untraditionally as a patient ambassador. I'm a next generation marketing guru, really specializing in helping clinics meet their consumer where they're at, which is online, and lead them into action. We joined forces, worked together for four years, and really kind of cracked the code mm -hmm. to leveraging the online market and patient experience and investing in our team to create a patient conversion model that worked mm -hmm. and resulted in a 60% year-over-year growth for our elective procedures. Today, I wanna to talk about something that was always a constant priority for me mm -hmm. in private practice. Something that can be really challenging if your practice model isn't optimized correctly. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about if I am the consumer or your prospective patient considering your service or procedure, how easy is it for me to call and speak to someone or inquire and get more information quickly? Mm -hmm. This is called lead response time. So I think back to when I started in private practice, we did not have a team. It was me, I was doing the marketing, I was doing the patient counseling. So when someone called, they were transferred to me. If they filled out a web form for more information, it came to my email. And for me, when I joined private practice over four years ago, I was responsible for all of our social media. So that entailed me having to reply to every comment and DM on every platform and really keeping a handle on replying in a timely manner. Basically what we're saying is we know this process well yes. and how challenging it can be to have a very fast response time. Mm -hmm. So we had to create processes and protocols mm -hmm. and structure for our time to support this fast response and then scale that as we built a team mm -hmm. and grew. So why is this so important? Why is it essential to be available, if not immediately, but at least quickly to these inquiries that come into our practice? I wish I could say it's not important, <laughs> but the reason we were committed to creating processes and enabling our team to be able to execute fast response or immediate availability is because, and it sounds shocking, but studies show that the first practice a patient speaks to to get information is most likely the practice that they will go with because it's fast and convenient and they've moved on to something else. Like we love to say. Hold on, I wanna say it. <laughs> Put yourselves in the shoes of your consumer. 
Exactly. If I was a patient and finally ready to get the procedure I've been thinking about for a while, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna start down the list of leaving messages or filling out forms. And the first one to call me back is who I'm gonna set the appointment with and then cross it off my list and move on. And for the other practices, let's say I don't get a call back until later that day. Mm -hmm. At that point, I've already set an appointment. My tendency is just to go to the clinic that I've already set that up with. And I'm not gonna sit around and play phone tag with all these other practices to vet them all out because if I like the one I had the first appointment scheduled with, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna go with them. That's the easiest journey at that point for me. Unless they do something to mess it up, right? Mm -hmm. That first practice is just the easiest one to follow through mm -hmm. because we know today's consumer doesn't do anything that's not easy, mm -hmm. right? Which is weird for a data-driven analytical person like myself, like a lot of doctors and surgeons, right? Mm -hmm. People in administration, tend to assume that someone's gonna consider all their options and go with the best one. Mm -hmm. But data shows that's not the case. Sometimes it is, but for a large majority of consumers, they're gonna go with the easiest, most convenient option, mm -hmm. and they're done, which blows my mind, but it's true. The data out there is astounding. So let's look at some stats. We love our stats. Oh, we love them. <laughs> so. 30 to 50% of sales goes to the vendor, or in our case, the clinic, the practice, that replies first to the consumer. Half the market. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. So mm -hmm. it's so important to make sure that this is a priority within mm -hmm. our practices. Mm -hmm. It's like a race, <laughs> a race to the lead. It is. Mm -hmm. A staggering 88% of those surveyed said they actively chose the phone over all other contact methods. I think that's so interesting because we know, and we talk about this, in today's market, we have to be available to the consumer mm -hmm. by whatever method they prefer. Mm -hmm. You know, the consumer that is contacting us after hours, you mm -hmm. know, so we have to be open to DMs, chatbots, web forms, all the things. But we can't forget that stat right there, mm -hmm. that during business hours, the patient who's ready to pull the trigger, the patient who's bottom of the funnel, who's ready to go, prefers picking up the phone and calling. Are we available? Do we answer? Do we put them on hold? Do we have a trained counselor right mm -hmm. there to answer their questions and convert them? It makes so much sense because I think my generation is the first one for people to say, oh, they want to text mm -hmm. or they want a chat bot. But really, you know, if I'm doing something as serious as a procedure and I want to check it off my list of something I've done today, I want to call. I want to talk to a real person and someone I can create a connection with. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm looking for as a consumer. Okay, well, we got some more. Okay. So nearly 60% of respondents believe that one minute is too long to be on hold. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I would say I, being on hold minute mm -hmm. compares to a treadmill minute. Like they say the microwave and treadmill minute is the longest minute in the world. And I think a hold one should also be yes. added to that category. <laughs> There's another stat, which I completely agree with, that talks about how if you do have to place someone on hold, mm -hmm. like say you are transferring to that trained counselor, mm -hmm. right? Um, that patients are more likely to hold if there is a prep to that hold, mm -hmm. if there is a reason for the mm -hmm. hold. So if you do take calls through a call center or a front desk and you do have to transfer to a counselor and there may be a bit of a hold, studies yeah. show they are more likely to hold if there's some sort of conversation. 
and your call center, the person answering the phone is trained to preface it and say, thank you so much for your call. We can definitely help you today. I'm going to connect you with the perfect person, mm-hmm. Counselor Lauren. She's had the procedure done herself. She's been with us three years. She can answer every question you could possibly have. I'm going to make sure she's available. So be patient with me really quick. Hold on and we'll be right back with you. So don't go anywhere. Yes. Then, then we're okay. Yep, setting expectation and establishing mm-hmm. value yes. for them to remain yes. on hold and that anticipation that they're so excited to get their answers mm-hmm. to Which, question. again, goes back to our soft skills training yeah. with everyone answering the phone. It all ties together. It really does. So for web and social media inquiries, they are 10 times less likely to convert if your response is after only five minutes which is not good because we know that the average healthcare practice takes over two hours to respond to digital inquiries. Yes, and if you're not over this Mm -hmm. in your practice, you can see this on your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. It tells the consumer, hey, expect one day Mm -hmm. for a reply. Mm -hmm. And so setting that expectation so low, they'll probably just go on to the next person Mm -hmm. because they don't wait a day. They need an answer right now. We want that instant gratification Mm -hmm. when we're online. Yeah. In a real practice with a lot going on, how is this doable? Right, we've been there. We know that sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. It depends on staffing, it depends on Are we set up to optimize our time and our day? The good news is that as we just looked at, if the average healthcare practice takes two hours to respond, if you're under that time crunch, you're probably ahead of the practice down the street. So that's good. So it's a little bit less urgent than maybe in a different industry with Mm -hmm. these new leads. Um, So the bar is set a little lower. Mm -hmm. True. But we're still talking about today's consumer who notoriously has a short attention span. Mm -hmm. And if we're taking any longer, I mean, the likelihood of them not being busy and answering is so slim. Right. We still may beat the practice down the street, but the longer we wait, the -hmm. more likely are they've moved on to something else in their day. And... Mm -hmm and we'll have trouble connecting with them, Mm -hmm. which I remember vividly was my biggest challenge um, in practice was all those leads that come in that you can never get a hold of back. Mm -hmm. And it's just tragic because you're throwing money into the wind. When you think about how much you invest per lead Mm -hmm. in your marketing strategy to then have leads go cold Mm -hmm. is a massive waste of marketing dollars. When I joined practice and we really cracked the code together on social media, we started well, you more so. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we worked together. We you know we gained incredible traction yes. on social media. Yes. And you know, it was we gained I think ten thousand followers just on Facebook alone in two years, mm-hmm. which is incredible to be over fourteen thousand followers on Facebook as an ophthalmology practice. In rural Arkansas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And so with that, though, our page was incredibly active, and that was something we weren't used to, comments and organic DMs. Mm -hmm. And so we really pivoted at the time. I was the marketing coordinator, but essentially the social media manager, Mm -hmm. and we pivoted my priorities to have quick response time Mm -hmm. to DMs, Mm -hmm. but also comments and Mm -hmm. lead those people into DMs to then lead them into a conversation within the clinic and get them in our pipeline. So Mm -hmm. 
it worked beautifully at that time together. It did. And because I'm such a data person, right? And in my role in practice, I always had to back up every decision yeah. and every expense by data and revenue. Yeah. And so I was on top of it and we monitored those efforts. Yeah. And I was able to run reports and show that we were averaging thirty to $50,000 a month in additional revenue. Mm-hmm from conversational marketing, those comments to DMs to leads Mm -hmm. to conversions, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. It definitely builds that case for social media. And that wasn't including social media ads or all Mm -hmm. the leads that came in from social media. Mm -hmm. That was through responding Mm -hmm. within the platform, Mm -hmm. which really builds the case that it is worth it to have someone trained and responsible in your practice Mm -hmm. to do that. You also had to create ways to handle phone and web inquiries yourself because you were the counselor, the one solo girl running the show at that point. Yes. When we were small, right back in the beginning, I called it the Wild West, um, it was easier to keep up with because we didn't have just a massive amount of leads coming in. We were new to growing our elective practice. But as we grew and that volume increased, and it was really just an exercise of doing the math kind of backwards and going, okay, if our goal is this many procedures for the month, Mm -hmm. we need to be doing this many consultations a day. Mm -hmm. If I am in that many consultations a day in clinic with patients, say that ate up six to seven hours of my day, that only leaves one hour for the admin processing of this. Mm -hmm. I have zero time to process new leads and I'm not available. If new leads come in and I can't mm-hmm. respond till the end of the day, we are now wasting opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so then you make the case for adding a counselor. The availability in manpower and tools like a CRM are worth every penny and essential when you consider the fact that this step in the patient journey either maximizes your marketing spend mm-hmm. and fills your schedule with patients or allows your competition to profit off of your lack of availability and speed in response. So our takeaways from today are simple. Whoever's practice answers the phone first and is available with a trained counselor to answer questions will reap the benefit of that massive market share who wants to call and get information and you have to get to them first. So you will reap the benefits in profitability and patience on your schedule. And on the same hand, whoever responds quickest to web or social media leads will most likely get the consultation, which would result in the patient as well. We also suggest to perform a secret shopper exercise or competitor analysis or use one of our resources to identify your areas of opportunity. Prioritize above all else in your new lead pipeline, immediate availability and fast response time for new leads. For more conversations about how to drive and sustain elective growth, be sure to follow our podcast so you don't miss anything. You can also save episodes of interest to easily find for drive time, workouts, or multitasking. As always, check out our available resources to make your life easier at thepatientwhispers.com.